More local content. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Now, two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Good morning and welcome to your Saturday morning, March 14th, 7.06 in the morning. And it is Liz Calloway. Reese Boyd is enjoying some time with his family. No, he does not have the coronavirus. He is enjoying some camping time with his family. And uh, I didn't want him to interrupt that weekend and come in and do the show. So being that he filled in for me so much while I was away, um, I really do uh, appreciate that. And, of course, we're giving him some time off. And why not? Well-deserved. Joining me this morning is, of course, behind the controls, the one and only Glenn Dye. Good morning, Liz. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. Good. And also joining me is my one and only Javier Lopez. Good morning, Liz. Glad (laughs) to be here. Good morning. So Javi and I have been out and about town, and we've been, um, you know, uh, just enjoying the clear roads and the empty stores. It's been absolutely fabulous, right, Javi? Absolutely. It was like first class everywhere we go. It's like... (laughs) Front of the line, first parking spot. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, wow, this 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 should happen more often. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was just traveling uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all the way in the front all the time. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's 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 actually uh, it's sickening, and 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 it is uh, so upsetting what's happening uh, to the economy, and uh, of course, this uh, whole coronavirus outbreak has caused so much anxiety amongst people. I mean, people don't know what to do. They're just the media has completely terrorized. The entire population of the world. That's how I feel. Everywhere you look, it's just, you know, bad things about coronavirus and more people infected. But Yeah. But as, as you know, you know, uh, we're going to talk to a doctor at 835 uh, this morning. That's the earliest I can get them up. Um, they've been working really hard. And uh, the whole point is, is that uh, we should all be practicing really good hygiene. Absolutely. Every time you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. Right. And and as often as possible during flu season, they want you, as soon as you think of it and you pass the sink, just wash your hands. That's the best thing to do. The second best thing to do is to carry hand sanitizer. In fact, uh, TSA is now allowing larger bottles of uh, hand sanitizer onto the plane. It's usually like three ounces of liquid you can bring on a plane. But in light of the, the uh, coronavirus or the Wuhan flu, um, you're, suppo- you're allowed to carry, I think it's up to 12 ounces now on a plane in light of everything and um i don't know i hope the terrorists don't get that uh memo um as you know that's why we're not allowed to carry more than three ounces is because they try and blow up our plane so uh that is um something you know that i guess uh, it's maybe a good carry more exception. bottles yeah right carry more three ounce bottles that's that's a good idea so um glenn have you changed your life at all um, yeah, I mean, we're, um, you definitely feel like you kind of want to remove yourself a little bit from your normal activities. Um, I, I've always been a clean guy. My dad said, you know, you wash your hands too much, and that's why you got sick, your immune system. But I, I, I don't get sick. I haven't been, you know, I got the, I got the flu for the first time in like 10 years, you know, i Generally, don't get colds or anything like well, that. Well, then so. you'll probably uh, be fine. Yeah, with once I get it, because they say it's coming for us, right? Yeah. You know, so you well, get it once and it's gone. Yeah, you don't get it again. No, yeah. ten years. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, I take my echinacea always, and then uh, you know, we were talking to Doctor Hotsey during the week, and he'll be on with us at eight thirty-five. He's like A, B, C, D, Z, vitamin A, D three. 
your B complex, your vitamin C, and zinc. Uh, zinc. zinc uh, yeah. Most important things to keep yourself healthy. So go stop by Emma's School of Healthy Eating in, on Howard Avenue in Myrtle Beach and go pick up all the vitamins you need uh, to keep your immune system safe. Now, I called my mom. She's 78. She's in New York. There's a, you know, it's a hotbed over there in yep. New York. As you know, the containment area in New Rochelle. They're doing drive through testing now um, in New Rochelle. And uh, I told my mom, I said, Mom, uh, do you, uh, don't go out. Just stay home. You know, she's 78 years old. Last thing, and she's very clean. I mean, like, super hygienic. Right, right Oh, yes. I never found anybody else. Was like, Nobody lives here. What's going on? Nobody lives in her house, it seems. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, my mother's super clean, but I was like, you know what? Do me a favor. I mean, she literally washes her dog's feet when the, she, the dog goes out to, to the bathroom. Like, I've, yeah. I've known somebody like yes. that. Yes. And so... Um, she's I told her do not go out because she's 78 and as we age our immune system is not as robust and can't fend for itself uh, as well as it used to and um, you know I mean that makes sense but we're supposed to be doing these things at all times and the one thing that was I learned in this report and I'm going to play this for you uh, from a local doctor uh, from Conway, let me see, let me, where is this um, doctor from? I'm not sure. Maybe it says it, um, and I'll find out. But uh, she says that cleaning all the surfaces and the doorknobs and everything with Lysol, Clorox wipes, whatever, is good. Mm-hmm. But it's not what's going to keep you from getting sick. The best thing that's going to keep you from getting sick is washing your hands and not touching your face. And um, the most important thing to note about this virus, coronavirus, and I don't know if it's any different than the swine flu. I'm going to ask Dr. Hotsey when we talk to him, is that you can be in a room with three people and if someone has the coronavirus and, and you're, you're, you know, seven feet away and they cough and, you know, it's OK if they cough in their elbow, you probably will be OK because it's like social distancing is six feet away. OK, but after everybody leaves the room. What is that? Three hours? I yeah, it stays Airborne, alive for yeah. three hours, and it stays. Al- so now the next person could come in the room by themselves, <laughs> think they're safe, and breathe in the airborne virus. That is the problem with this particular virus. I've learned. Yep. So, um, and and it's not that it's staying alive necessarily on inanimate fr- surfaces. It's basically in the air, alive for three hours. So you can walk into that room two hours later, and catch it. And you walk through the corona cloud. And yeah. then you could get it. Corona cloud. Yeah. <laughs> and, you <laughs> like know, that. Javi, we were on a cruise, right? So many people. Mm-hmm. So, three 3,000 plus people on that cruise. By the way, Trump has asked all cruise lines, including Carnival now, to suspend cruising for 60 days. Um, so that's uh, that's something new that also broke over the weekend. And that will be the best, cleanest cruise you'll ever go on when they first come back. Because then they got two months to clean the, the yeah. ships, top to bottom. Clean it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, uh, but not only that, not only shutting down the cruise lines, uh, impacting the cruise industry, but also all those ports that depend so much on those cruises. Because yep. Javi and I just got back from the Bahamas and they mm-hmm. were like, Six, seven ships docked over in the Bahamas, thousand ships bigger than ours. Right. Two or three thousand people, probably more. Yeah. Uh, per ship. I mean, you think five of them? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of business those places are not getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is just going to crush the economy in the Bahamas. It's going, it's unbelievable. Not what? just the Bahamas. Think about it. You know, every oh, port around port. the world will be right. will be suffering and but hurting I mean, for this. We saw the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. They need that port. There ain't nothing else going on over there. You know, you have Atlantis. 
but they all stay like in Atlantis. At least when the cruise ships come in, people are like dispersing amongst mm-hmm. the island, not going on excursions, mm-hmm. shopping the village. I mean, I can't even imagine how that's going to crush the Bahamas. And they're still recovering. It's not Nassau, but some of the parts of Bahamas are still recovering from Dorian. And yeah. we actually spoke to someone about Dorian, uh, the cab driver, and he said, I know the scale goes up to Cat 5, but that was a Category 7. It was so much destruction, you know, across the Flatten- island. I forgot the name of the island he mentioned, but um, one of the islands was like... Mm. Leveled, he says. The, and in that interview, I actually heard he also praised Trump for oh, helping. Yeah. He said Trump was uh, the first one to come on, and I it, I didn't even prompt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. because uh-huh. well, so we, him. <laughs> he started talking about. I said, "Hey, do you guys ever talk about Trump around here?" And he was like, "Whoa, I love Trump." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and then and then after that, we were like, "Maybe we should record this because this is like you know." Yeah, this is like it's just yeah. like. So, so we started to, to record it, and he was just raving about the fact that Trump uh, was the first one to come there and help them. And he loves the Bahamas, and he loves the Bahamian people. And they are a great—it's a great country. It's the a, people are so—oh, my God. You really want to be there. You want to be around the people. You want to be around— don't you? Temperature, water, salt water. Is like, wow. I always <laughs> like, wanted to be— right, Yeah, I wanted to hang out with the people from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Like, we, were, we went on this excursion— um, it was like, uh, you know, you pay a little extra money and you go to like this adults only beach. I don't mean like in an X-rated right, way. Right, right, right. I mean just like in no kids. <laughs> like no kids, yeah. <laughs> And so um, we went to the adults only beach and uh, we were there and there was a woman that was making um, conch salad from, from the shells, mm-hmm. right? Like a sushi almost. And we were just sitting there chatting, laughing. <laughs> With all the people that work there. Like, we had more fun with them than the people yep. on the cruise <laughs> that were sitting on the beach. And they were so I'm sure delicious. they were very welcoming to you and glad to see you and yeah. glad to have conversations. Of course, they're making money, yeah. too. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but they were really, really wonderful. Um, when we come back, I'm going to play a couple of uh, sound clips for you. Of course, uh, Governor Henry McMaster has declared a state of emergency. That's new, breaking uh, on the overnight. We have Congress passing a bill. Um, we actually, I'm sorry, the House passed their um, coronavirus uh, stimulus package yesterday, or actually this morning at 1 a.m., and it heads to the Senate on Monday. We'll talk more about that all on this show, the Saturday morning coffee show, the Reese Boyd radio show. He's on vacation. Liz Calloway here with Javier Lopez, and of course, the one and only Glenn Dyed, 717 <laughs> on your Saturday, March 14th. We'll be back in a moment with an update on coronavirus locally. Seven nine eight talk Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk ninety four point five Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours two full hours on Talk ninety four point five. The 
Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee. It's Saturday, March 14th. I'm here with Javier Lopez. <laughs> you know you've got a sexier Boy. name than I do, buddy. <laughs> and that's Glenda. Why I, that's why I used to say if I ever changed my name, I'd want it to be like, Alejandro. <laughs> because you're like, hey, I'm Glenda. You know, and I've actually heard people Alejandro. say. You have to say it with the yeah, Alejandro. Yeah, like um, Glenda. Is that like a lettuce, like endive? And I'm like, no, it's my <laughs> Glenn, first name, last name, die. But, but hello, I would, every time I'd be like, hello, my name is Alejandro. <laughs> every time I would do that. I think you that. should do that. I do too. It's a good name. And I'd have a tan, I bet, too. <laughs> you might get some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Le Javier Lopez. Yeah. You know, we set our date for October 10th, uh, 2020, 10-10-2020. And I can only, you know, with all this wedding planning that I'm doing right now with Javier, I'm thinking <laughs> all those poor people that have weddings this weekend. Not <gasps> happening. And beyond. Um, you know, if you want to call in, if, how has coronavirus cuckoo-ness corrupted your life here along the Grand Strand unnecessarily. That's my opinion. 843-903-2945. You can text us on the PCRXcomputers.com text list of deplorables. 843-798-TALK, 798-8255. I'm going to tell you how the media terrorists and the liberal nut jobs have destroyed um, my weekend. <laughs> I was supposed to be in the North Myrtle Beach parade and go to the festival. We had this whole thing planned with I the radio I was driving station. that Mustang. Yeah, Javier's mad. He was not going to get to drive the Mustang. Canceled. It's canceled. Um, and we are supposed to do the Compassion Through Fashion event and raise... Last year, we raised almost $80,000 for the homeless community programs here with New Directions. I'm on the board. We have this beautiful event every single year. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not totally sure yet, but they've been texting from 11 at night to like 6 a.m. this morning on the overnight. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What should we do? What should we do? And I said, well, I don't think we should cancel. But the media has terrorized everybody. I think it's going to affect our bottom line. Yeah. Are we going to lose money if we keep the event on or postpone it? So I, I haven't heard the final word yet. Um, but all the people on the board say we should cancel it in, in to to be safe. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, safe from what? The people, you know, I mean, it's really, they're causing absolute hysteria in people. And in fact, I want to play this clip. On WMBF News, this, they're our news partner. They interviewed a, a, a therapist about the effects of the media's, like, making a mockery of this whole thing just in the name of politics. But it's causing great anxiety, which is actually making people even more sick. Check this out. With more and more people testing positive for coronavirus and cancellations of many social events, people might feel anxiety over coronavirus really in general. WMBF News reporter Catherine Phillips is live now in the studio. Catherine, you sat down with a therapist today. You spoke about why people might have those anxious thoughts. What have you learned? Eric, the therapist and I talked a lot about what can cause anxiety in general and ways she usually tells people who deal with anxiety how to cope. She says a lot of the same tips can be applied here. Sandra Quas from Coastal Haven Counseling says it's not uncommon for people to have anxiety over things they feel like they can't control or the unknown. She says because of those factors, she's not surprised why some might be having these anxious feelings. Quas says to combat those feelings, it's important to be informed enough to understand your individual risk, which can be low depending on your situation. But she says for someone who might have extreme anxious thoughts, there's a difference between being informed and overdoing it. 
but you don't need, need to inundate yourself. You know, some people are on, they, they have to see everything on social media, they have to see the TV news, and they go to every station, and they feel like they, they need to be in the know, but they're flooding themselves so much. How are they feeling is what they need to think. Is this making them panic? Across ads, when people yeah. are starting to feel anxious, that's when those unusual behaviors, such as panic buying items they usually wouldn't need, can come into play. She says to combat that, deep breaths and reevaluating your actual risk can go a long way. Live in studio, Catherine Phillips, WMBF News. That's funny. Buying things you absolutely don't need. We actually had a conversation with a woman that was standing stunned like we were in the toilet paper aisle yesterday at the Walmart neighborhood market on Friar Parkway. <laughs> Where did they go? No, no toilet paper. We were like, there's no toilet paper, no paper towels, not a single Lysol product except a stray bleach bowl cleaner. Mm -hmm. um, there was like a couple of rolls of the really cheap uh, uh, paper towels and like pa a couple of packs of napkins. So we're looking at the woman and she's like, well, I guess I could use napkins as toilet paper. I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> so we actually had to make an executive decision. Should we buy the napkins and just in case we need? I don't know. I feel like I need toilet paper. Do we need yeah. toilet paper, Javi? Not a thousand napkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time It's time to invest in Kimberly Clark while the market's down. Yes. You know, the toilet paper. Whoever thought that toilet paper would be so valuable and people would be standing in line and searching high and low for toilet paper. But why? My my daughter, because you might be camped paper? out for two or three weeks. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> my daughter calls me from Maryland. She's like, Dad, I got one roll left, and, and I, I can't find any. And I said... <laughs> I'm probably going to have to mail you toilet paper from my stash. People are ordering it from Amazon. It's, it, it's, <laughs> Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, but I, I, I looked and... It was. Um, yeah, I, I mean, looked, and it was. It was. They, you couldn't buy much on Amazon or Costco online. I, I you know, I really wonder about it. But uh, I mean, how much toilet paper do you possibly need? And my question is, would anybody be willing to share with us? Because we're down yeah. to the last couple of rolls. Can you spare a square? <laughs> yeah, spare a square. I literally. There's nothing worse being in a public restroom when there's no toilet paper on right. the roll. That is the worst thing. Oh yes. Like, like <laughs> I told you, that's why I'm not shaking hands. It's not because of the corona. <laughs> Virus is because people can't find toilet paper. I am not shaking your hand that unless I know hysterical. you're stocked up with toilet paper. That's right. Show me a picture of your of your bathroom pantry there. You know, and I actually came up with a great idea years ago. Why do you know how to all toilet paper is standard, the same size, basic size of a square and so all that? Square. Well, as we get larger in America, don't you think we would require a larger square? You know, if you've got a if you've got a bigger behind than you know the next guy, you might need the plus size in you the know, toilet paper. It's a really interesting question because I never understood. How many squares are you supposed to use? Yeah. Yeah. And why are they only like, you know, a four inch square? Like, yeah. whoever, like, why bother using all the equipment and all the time to perforate it so many times right, when right. nobody uses just one square? Have you ever, ever, for any reason in your life, for any reason at all, I mean, to wipe a tear, anything, tore off a single square? Ever in your life? No, never, never. You're absolutely right. Well, uh, let me. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Uh, uh, growing up, you know, a family of six, <laughs> we were not allowed to use more than four squares. <laughs> wow. Are wow. you kidding me? No, wow. that was the rule. My mother said we got to toilet paper every day. What's going on? <laughs> and and luckily they haven't perforated even more and made selecticize like they have with the bounties and all that. I, you yeah. Know? You yeah. only need half a square. We've got you covered. Okay, but yeah, but I I agree with that. The paper towel thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like I like the I selecticize yeah. on yeah. the paper towels. Selecticize. But you know what also bothers me about public restrooms? 
and I don't know if you guys experience it as much as us ladies do. I don't understand why this the self flushing toilets flush so quickly. Mm. I mean, like literally, you stand up and it's flushing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how is that helping? I mean, I didn't even use my square, right. and it's already flushing, mm. and I don't understand why that's happening because now I have to flush it again manually. I have to find the button, right? If you can find it. If I can uh. find it. And then the next thing you know, I'm like waving around the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like waving my arms around the toilet, and it's making it worse. It's exposing me to more germs that I need to be exposed but to. Yeah. And then the whole point of a flushing, flushless toilet is the fact that you don't have to touch anything. Yeah. But now I'm jumping up and down in the stall trying to get the darn thing to flush again. <laughs> I don't understand why it flushes so quick. Give me a couple of minutes. I got to stand up. I got things to do before I can flush. Hey, Abby, I went to a pawn shop the other day. The guy had a, a can of life saw, a six-pack of toilet paper, <laughs> and some san- and some sanitizer, hand sanitizer. He was trying to see how much the pawn shop would give him because that stuff's become very valuable <laughs> now. You know? I bet you. I bet you it's worth its weight in gold. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 7.30 on the Reese Boyd Radio Show, Saturday morning coffee. We have our coffee. Do you have yours? I hope we're waking you up on this beautiful Saturday morning. Hopefully, you'll get out and enjoy the beach. There's nobody on the roads. Why not? Yeah. Take advantage Just of the front Just head over to the spots. beach and enjoy the sunrise. <laughs> and you know what? It's a great time to buy a car, to buy a house. Just yeah. go out because people are dying to sell this stuff. Yep. So go out and patronize your local businesses. They are struggling. We need our businesses to continue down here. You know, there's a lot of ways that this is infecting. And I, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the impact on the local community, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the coronavirus, all when we come back on the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, on Talk 94.5. The good. The bad. The ugly. Oh, yes, of course, we have a good, bad, and ugly coronavirus update on the Reese Boyd Radio Show, Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm here with Javier Lopez. This is Liz Calloway, by the way, filling in for Reese Boyd. Glenn Dye, of course, running the whole show there. Good morning, gentlemen. Good, good morning, morning, everyone. Okay, so here's the good news. Are you ready for the good news? Please. <laughs> Give something good. I, I definitely have good news. I have to find it because it's like in a pile of bad news. Okay, so the good news is that China, all right, this is where the Wuhan flu began in Wuhan, China, has now closed its final makeshift Wuhan flu hospital. Hmm. No more hospitals. They're all gone. They send them home? They, they have sent everybody home. They've closed the hospitals. They are returning back to normalcy, slowly but surely, whatever that is for China, um, and uh, which is really great news because that means that there is an end in sight. We can right. see a light at the end of the tunnel when we know that China is now, which was, which was the worst hit of this coronavirus um, outbreak, and uh, we see that they are on, on the mend. They're on, and now... 
they, we're about 50 days behind them. Mm-hmm. 50 days behind. Wow. So, um, so if you can imagine, maybe by how many? How many? Uh, where, where does 50 days put us? Uh, almost two months. April, May, middle of May. Middle of yeah. May. So hopefully, before Bike Week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, everything that's getting canceled. Maybe Bike Week will get canceled. Yeah. You, maybe Bike Fest will. Fi- maybe the city of Myrtle Beach will finally get what they wish for. Yeah. All Bike Bike Week. No canceled. more bikes. No more bikes. Mm. You can. Do you think that's enjoy the happen? beach all by yourself? <laughs> all locals. The NAACP will call it racist <laughs> if we cancel Bike Fest because of coronavirus. I don't know. What What are they going to? It's, tr- it's honestly. That could happen. Yeah, I, we don't know how far out we're going to be, but they basically, like you say, we're about 50 days behind them. So We're about 50 days behind them. Okay, so that's that. Now, the uh, governor of South Carolina, and yesterday I was talking about how this is a tale of two states. You have the North Carolina Democratic governor had, the ba- had a couple of more co- uh, COVID-19 confirmed cases than we did. They had 15. We had like 12 at the time. And he already cl- declared a state of emergency and said... Groups of a hundred people or more should not gather, including churches and sporting events and all that, which is the most restrictive out of any other place, really, because New York, which is like the second hotbed to Washington state, had 500. That was their ban. Another, I think um, Ohio did 250. Yeah, I think California as well, 250. Yeah, so every, That's what I read, California, 250. What did Mexico do? My, Mexico, 500, but uh, uh, there's nothing going on in Mexico. 6,000 or something like that. We only have like, like two that, no. cases uh, in the whole country. Right. In the whole country, yeah. <laughs> and you notice on the map, West Virginia doesn't have any. That so, is the only state that doesn't have any. Not bad being a hillbilly today now, is it? <laughs> but you wonder, it all, it's all relative though, Glenn. Because if you don't have the testing, you can't confirm that you have true. it. That is true. So the whole thing is BS. I think I had it when I came off the cruise a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right. The more I heard the symptoms, I mean, we had all those. We had temperature. We were sneezing. We were cold. You I were was coughing. really tired I mean, when I had my I, flu. I was really tired. I mean, I yeah. slept for, you know, like 12 hours in a day, which That's is very odd yeah. for me. That's why I think when you look at the fatality rate, it's re- like you can, de- you can determine what a person dies from, mm-hmm. but you can't determine what all these people are walking around whether are asymptomatic whether had it and recovered self-recovered you know never got tested you don't know they could be it could be in the millions so the, the the fatality rate goes down to minuscule amount and it is unfortunate that people get sick and die and and you know we have to be really careful if we have elderly mm-hmm. people around our lives we shouldn't go around them we should keep far from them we should make sure that their hygiene the is good. The older you are, the higher the risk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have a compromised immune system, it's so important. And if you're old, you can you can order your food delivered now from the grocery yeah. stores. And, or, you know, like I told my sister, there's no reason for our parents to be out in the grocery store at, at 87, 88 no. years old. Right. We uh-huh. should do, be doing their shopping for them now. Yeah. And um, they, think it's, the they think my the sister door. actually thought it was an overreaction, but it, even if there was a flu epidemic, yes, in, just say and there we, is, there always yeah, is. Yeah, just say we had the, a real bad case of the flu here. I would be doing the shopping for my parents. I'm younger. I can, I think I can withstand it better than they can. And exactly, uh, you don't want to deliver it to yourself. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for the bad? Oh, we did, that, we oh, did yeah. the good. The Wuhan, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Wuhan flu. You know, in Wuhan is uh, on the back end subsiding. now, so that's subsiding. They're done. That's that's the good. All right. 
Horry County Schools had to cancel out-of-school out of field trips and things like that and sports and whatever. The district says it's running on pandemic operations is the same as it does for the flu. They're upping cleaning procedures for frequently touched surfaces, school bus seats, etc., getting rid of the shareables in the classroom, reminding students of respiratory etiquette. Should the virus close a school, teachers would be preparing them for home lessons. Georgetown County Schools e-learning protocols in place should they be needed. Now, everyone is yelling at the school board. It's not up to the school board to close the schools. It's up to the State Department of Ed. So call up that person and yell at them um and uh the the whole thing is is that the governor declared a state of emergency which has allowed gotta follow the chain of command right right now state government offices will remain open visitation at state and local correction facilities will be suspended immediately DHEC will immediately restrict visitation to nursing homes and living and assisted living facilities state price gouging laws will go in effect immediately in the state and the state emergency management plan will be activated in south carolina but there's no mention of banning any gatherings of any groups and um there's i i, I haven't heard anything else in that regard but despite that there are you know a lot of things that are canceling so the bad news is tons yeah, yeah. I mean, assume your thing is canceled, you know, at this point. Go and check and make sure if it's canceled or not. Yeah. The North Myrtle Beach Parade and Festival, canceled. Wow. Yeah. And that was like the, the, the last Mohegan, really, <laughs> in, in the whole thing. Um, yeah, because every, every other parade was canceled around the country. <laughs> right, except for that one. So, um, but, the, but be rest assured, because we've been talking to uh, officials from all the different hospitals in the area. They are all completely prepared for anything um, and they all have some kind of telehealth system if you feel that you might have the virus any virus stay home call your doctor and they have free medical care if you don't have a doctor you don't have insurance you don't have money there's free things that are being offered telehealth wise you can go through now if you don't get tested just assume you have if you're sick just assume you're sick Mm-hmm. And do the things you would do if you were sick. What are Take some care of the things? Yourself. Right. You need to go to the doctor. Go see the doctor. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Um, hydrate. Have mm. some chicken soup. Rest. Or whatever. And um, and rest and uh, stay away from other people and, you know, kind of get better and get yourself better. Now, if, if things get worse, if, you're, if you start feeling it restrict your breathing, then you better call 911. Right. And uh, find out how to Get enter the hospital. Get some help. Yeah, don't Medical go help. walking into a doctor's office. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can do right now. They want you mm-hmm. to call ahead so they can be prepared and direct you to the right place. So that's the bad news is that it's starting to impact us negatively. Now, the worst news. Oh, I have, I have some bad news, too. Oh, but did. no, let's hear the worst. <laughs> no, okay, because no, let's, let's, the, well, the I heard, worst, I heard the worst you, is the ugly. Well, I heard you earlier say that when you and Javier were in the store that all the bleach and all the cleaning supplies were, you know, yeah, gone. 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 That there. all you saw were the, the, the toilet bowl um, cleaners. You yeah, know? use that. <laughs> um, I got bad news for you, folks. If you rub that blue stuff on anything, I mean anything, it ain't coming out. It ain't coming out. That's a really good point. You get it on your hands, it ain't coming out. I would not be rubbing it under my, you know, as a deodorant to try and combat the coronavirus, but that's my bad news. I think you can use peroxide, too. Um, I think I was reading, like, a peroxide mixture. Because I have a huge bottle of peroxide. Yeah, just, I was like my, my mother, like my, my Italian mother, like you get a cut, 
pour peroxide on it. Yeah. And, then, and it would go. <laughs> yeah, and, and they say that was, that was killing. That was the germs working. being killed. Yeah. yeah. Blow yeah. on it. Blow on it. Better than Mercurochrome. You, you grew up with Mercurochrome, right? The, yeah. red, the red stuff your mom would put on your cut and it would burn like. like I mean, it would burn. <laughs> it was like a really good to jump so high. No, I, I know there's listeners that had Mercurochrome in their past. I've never yeah. heard of that. Whew. My mother was with the peroxide. How did your mother clean your boo boos, Javi? Peroxide. Peroxide? <laughs> you have to blow out it. Oh, yeah. and, and Bactine. We had Bactine back then, Bactine, too. Bactine, I do yeah. remember. You know, you know what I realized being with Javier? He's How long are you in America now? 33 years? 33 years yeah. now, yeah. But I grew up with a mother from Italy, and obviously he grew up in Mexico. So I essentially grew up thinking I was Italian my whole life. I I'd had no idea I'd lived in America um, with all my Italian relatives and speaking Italian. But his mother and my mother... I mean, it's so similar in so many ways. We had such a similar upbringing, and that is really, it, I have gotten such an education from that. <laughs> you just never knew. It's like we had parallel lives, in, and it's so funny. He was in all the way, like, a, what happened? 1,500 miles away in Mexico. <laughs> oh, you so <laughs> far away from I'm me. in Brooklyn, <laughs> and we're growing up the same way. It was so, it's so weird. They had, like, the same... Like, I don't know. Ethical? Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, so the worst news. Oh, let me get to this. Mm. Okay, this is good news. Well, hold on. This is good to worse. Um, in uh, 1 a.m. this morning, the House voted 363 to 40 to approve the coronavirus response package negotiated by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. And uh, so that's that's the good news. Um, prior to the vote, though, there was a lot of issues. So here's the bad news. Senator Ben Sass, Republican out of Nebraska, was really mad because House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats were trying to ensure federal funding for abortion as part of the coronavirus economic stimulus plan. Wow. It says here, while schools are closing and hospitals are gearing up, this is what Ben Sass said. Speaker Pelosi is waging unnecessary culture wars. Speaker Pelosi should be fighting the coronavirus pandemic, not politicizing emergency funding by fighting against the bipartisan Hyde Amendment. We need to be ramping up our diagnostic testing, not waging wars at the behest of Planned Parenthood. Good grief. And the reason why the Hyde Amendment says that no federal funds can go towards funding abortions. And uh, people argue that when we fund the women's health programs that Planned Parenthood um, offers the public, when we fund them for that, it frees up their money to then provide abortions. So they didn't, you know, so it's kind of like laundering the money to fund abortions. So that's why a lot of people take offense to them, like finding the loophole. I would have. I'm giving money for. Yeah, you don't, right. Yeah, you the virus, have, coronavirus. Exactly, right. <laughs> so it says here, Pelosi attempted to secure a funding stream of up to $1 billion for reimbursing laboratory claims. According to the White House officials who spoke to the Daily Caller, that provision would establish a precedent under which health claims for all procedures, including abortion, could be reimbursed with federal funds. Hmm. That precedent would render the Hyde Amendment, which blocks taxpayer funding for abortion clinics, obsolete. She tried to sneak that in. That son of a gun, baby killer. That's the ugly part of this whole thing. It is 747 on the Reese Boyd Radio Show, Saturday morning coffee on this March 14th. Javi and Glenn are here um, helping me keep, keep this show alive. 
And uh, when we come back, we'd love to hear from you. You can call in at 843-903-2945 or text us on the PCRXcomputers.com text list of deplorables, 843-798-8255-798-TALK. Tell us how the coronavirus is corrupting your Grand Strand weekend. We'd love to hear from you if you own a business. Call in. We want to support you. Uh, we want to send people to your business and to make sure we all help each other out and wash our hands. That's what we're going to do here on the Reese Boyd Radio Show. We'll be back. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. 63 degrees this morning as you head out. You expect a partly cloudy skies today. High of 70 degrees tomorrow. We got a uh, got a 60% chance of rain. The high of only 58. It's Liz Callaway. I am going to the beach, man. Yeah, we are going there. Yeah. Javi and I. Don't forget the sunscreen. First, we're going to yoga. Then we're going to the beach. Well, we've had a few texts this morning, Liz, on yeah. the uh, PCRXcomputers.com text line. Um, Bobby the Vapor said he remembers Mercurochrome that I was talking about, really? and it had a glass applicator. Oh, gosh. That is something you didn't know. You know, they, they, like glass eyedroppers? Well, this yeah. was before eyedroppers. They had just a piece of glass oh, that would go in, in and, and dipped it, drips. and you drop it on your, yeah, and it burned like crap. And Darn, thanks for helping me remember that, Bobby. You're talking way, way back You in the guys day. are old. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom from Wastewater Management, whatever they are, Tom, good morning. It's affecting good his morning, daily Tom. life. How's it affecting you, Tom? He says, I can't go into a store just to buy some things without some crazy person trying to hoard <laughs> products for no reason. I know. And in, a, toilet paper? In, in the grocery business for 35 years, I, you know, storms and all, I saw the hoarding yeah. where people would come in and just try and buy like eight gallons of milk. Well, and that's what we just talked about. That is yeah. anxiety in action because yep. that's the only thing that people can control. You know, it, this is this reminds me of us watching a hurricane for two weeks. Like, we have no idea where it's going to go. Yep. We're watching every little move. It wobbles, 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 wobbles. And then it's like a near miss. And then we're like, oh, but yeah. meantime, we batten down the hatches. We bought sandbags. We've uh, put X's on all our windows. Pulled down the shades. All the beers. Brought everything into the garage. Bought the, the pop tarts and the beer. Furniture. And we're like freaking the heck out. And 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 then we're and, and then we all feel stupid. We packed up our stuff. Packed up our pets. Evacuated. Right. Yep. And then we're like, okay. And then you do that a few times, and then you're like, I'm not doing it next time. And then I'm next thing, but you never know when the hurricane's going to hit. It could actually hit. Yep. So you you have to be prepared. So I'm not saying don't be prepared, but you got to calm down. <laughs> People are so anxious. And like we just played that news clip from that therapist. Mm -hmm. It's the media is causing such a frenzy that they're terrorizing us for this. And I know it's for political gain. It's all for political gain. We all know that. But they're doing it. And it is actually causing people to buy unnecessary items and to hoard things they don't need. I, I don't think we're going to use all those 10 rolls of napkins we bought. First. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. I had to buy napkins because we're literally almost out of toilet paper.
paper. I mean, I am like authentically almost out of toilet paper. I don't need, you know, it's I'm not hoarding it because of 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 the, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. So, I mean, I I here we are online. <laughs> We're buying napkins because there's no toilet paper. Um but the bottom line is, uh, love to hear from you. I was, uh, I saw here um, a text from Will from Coastal Sports Gun Shop, and I hope he's uh, actually he's joining us live on the air right now. Good morning, Will. Good morning, Miss Liz. Good morning. Welcome to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour Saturday Morning Coffee. So tell us what, from your perspective, uh, tell us what's going on. Well, just wanted to let you know, in addition to the toilet paper and sanitizer and Lysol wipes, now there's another ammunition shortage. Uh, yesterday I tried to resupply on some stuff we were getting low on, and uh, millions of rounds have disappeared off of distributor shelves in the last two days, and everybody's out of 9mm, 38, 380, 22, 45. Uh, there's none oh of the major. <laughs> wow. Whenever our stock's depleted, we're probably going to be out for a while again, like it was four or five years ago. Now, why did it happen four or five years ago? Well, it was mostly the election four or five years ago. Oh, when Obama got elected. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and before that, everybody was stocking up. Uh, it was out for a while, particularly 22 were uh, a dire shortage. But looks like it's coming back again from what I saw yesterday because there were hundreds of thousands of rounds available on, on Tuesday and Wednesday, and yesterday it was all zero. That's unbelievable. And uh, you would think that a twenty two would be enough to to kill a virus. You don't need a three eighty, a forty, or a forty five. So why are they buying that, Will? Oh, you know, it's kind of ironic. The people that said several years ago nobody needs that much ammunition are now buying 150 rolls of toilet paper apiece. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, that yeah. is a good point. So, you know, here's the thing that I'm thinking of. Are they thinking it's like the apocalypse is coming and someone's going to come for their toilet paper and they're going to, like, shoot them when they see them coming on their ring camera? I mean, this is unbelievable. What What do you think is the reason that people are stocking up or, I sh- should I say, hoarding ammunition at this point? Well, most of them, uh, it's just uncertainty. They're, they're mm-hmm. considering being locked in their houses. They're mm-hmm. considering breakdown in, in society, uh, crime rampant, things like that. Looting. Everybody just wants more. There's an old saying in the gun business, there's no such thing as too much ammo. <laughs> that, now, that is absolutely true. But the thing is that I what I worry about is the anxiety level and the unnecessary buying that it, you know anxiety causes. And this is another, another byproduct of the media terrorizing us and telling us that our president is not doing a good job and telling the world that our president is incompetent. It's, it's instilling absolute terror in people. And it's ridiculous. It is such a disservice. I think it's journalism malpractice, and it is so irresponsible. I agree. Uh, I read one yesterday that said, on average, over 300 people a day die from malaria across the world. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, I was saying uh, the other day, you know, heart disease being one of the number one things that's killing hundreds of thousands of people every year, yet we're still uh, shoving fried food down our throats and smoking cigarettes. Preach it, sister. Uh, Will, I got to come and see you. We're there all the time, dear. Come on down. We're waiting on you. I got to get I got to get my uh, my Glock into Javi's hands. I got to teach him how to shoot. Will you help me? Well, not a problem. We do that every day. <laughs> all all right. right. We'll be there. <laughs> all right. Well, I promise I'm going to come and see you. I promise. What are your hours over there at Coastal Sports and Gun Shop? Well, we're open 10 to 5, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. 
and 12 to 8 on Thursday and Friday. And ladies shoot half price every Thursday and Friday from 5 until 8 p.m. Oh, that's great. You know when I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday and Friday happy hour over at Coastal Sports Gun Shop. I like it. We'll All be right. there. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Will, for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, it is 7.50. One hour already down, you guys. Wow, that was so fast. Holy moly. Hey, coming up at uh, 8.35, we have a doctor in the house. Well, actually on the phone because of the virus. Yeah, we had to put him on the phone. We'll be back. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. is off camping at the beach with his lovely family and he deserves some time off and uh, the Reese Boyd Radio Show will continue Saturday morning coffee. There you go. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn's got his Corona Extra. <laughs> Actually, that's not mine. I think Nick brought that in he for you guys yesterday, didn't he? <laughs> he left it here, yeah. <laughs> this is Liz Calloway here with Javier Lopez. Glad to be here, Liz. Yeah. Um, Javier and I got engaged just before uh, we left for our cruise. We both came back with a <laughs> with a cold. Could it have been the Wuhan flu? Don't you know. Never find out. It came and it went. It knocked us off our feet for a day or so, and um, and uh, we uh, got here we are. and here we are. And uh, live to tell the story. And, and I think that's how things are going to go. We all need to just relax and stop watching the news. It's causing you a lot of anxiety, needlessly, and it's costing our economy just just way too much money. Think about all those local owners. Yeah. Local business Businesses owners are hurting. Not only that, but... You know, everybody talks about, well, the swine flu had, you know, 12, well, I have the numbers here. Hold on. Let me see. The swine flu. Let's see. That, that hit us April 9th to April, uh, I'm sorry, April 2009 to 2010. Yep. Yep. The number of fatalities in the United States in that whole year, 12,469. Worldwide, the amount of deaths ranges between 151,000 to 575,000. That's a big range because people, I guess, didn't check what people died from. The swine flu is a respiratory disease caused by a type A influenza virus in pigs. Swine flu outbreaks are common in pig herds, but generally the disease causes a few deaths in pigs. And uh, it, it, I guess we can get it from pigs. I don't know if we got it from pigs. I don't know what happened. What are you doing with the pigs? I don't. <laughs> it gave pigs a bad name, I can tell you that. It's racist. It's, it's piggist. When I broke my ankle and they were wheeling me into the hospital because um, my foot was going the opposite direction. Uh-huh. Um, that was my biggest concern, that I'm waiting in a hallway with all these sick people around me, and I kept saying, I don't want to get the swine flu on top of this. Let's get me out of here. And then, right. And then once they said, I, I forget what it was, I was something one, and they said, you're going to the front of the line. Nobody will be in front of you unless ah. they're having a heart attack. Right. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, so I was and out of there. The point of my story is, is that I remember 2009, yep. and I don't remember any travel bans. I don't mm-hmm. remember any... Um, you know, uh, like lockdowns of entire communities as a containment center. 
I don't remember. I remember, though, some schools closing, like the flu was going around or some kind of poo virus was going around and they closed the school down or a poo cruise. They closed the cruise ship down, clean it, maybe close it for a week until the vi- You know what I mean? Like localized. Yeah. But I, yeah. But I never heard of banning public gatherings and canceling, canceling parades and all this crazy madness. This is like they have nothing else to do. Keep canceling things and. Well, you know, it does. It really does make you wonder. We know that the media is corrupted with, um, you know, Trumpitis. The last thing that all they want to do is, you know, get rid of Trump. So they'll think of anything to, and and they don't care. They don't but care. Look at the way it's affecting the economy. Yeah, they don't care. They want it. Oh, yes. This is what, what they want. want. Mm-hmm. This is what they want. But the economy is so strong, it's going to come back. <laughs> you saw it was going up when he was speaking yesterday. Yep. The the Dow Jones was going up. Now here's the thing, though. How does it impact us locally? Well, everything. If you're if you're going to an event this weekend this week, double check. Double check it. It mm-hmm. most likely is canceled at this point because the governor of our state declared a state of the emer- of emergency, which means a few things. Okay, but he didn't ban any public gatherings. But it doesn't matter. People are still canceling their public gatherings. The thing about we're going to talk to a doctor in about twenty minutes or so. The thing about um, this that I heard, I don't know how the coronavirus is different than any other virus in particular. I'm not talking about symptoms, but I'm, I'm talking about how you get it. Um, but I learned that if there is a person with coronavirus in a room and they cough and the virus is in the air and they walk out of the room and you walk into a, that room, it's perfectly empty. You can still get it if it's within three hours because wow. it stays that is alive. A long time. And it, this is what they think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actually proven or true, but um, this is what we have to consider is maybe the fact that it stays alive longer in the air is making it um, be spread a lot quicker mm-hmm. and, and more people will get it. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to shake out in the end. And I understand the precautions that we all have to take, but it really is a personal precaution. You can clean everything as much as you want. A sick person walks into the room. You still get sick. That's right. (laughs) So you have to avoid being more than, uh, you know, stay six feet away or more. Wash your hands and uh, wash your face or don't touch your face. I mean, these are the things that you have to do. And stop kissing people. Yeah, and stop hugging people, man. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. You know, I always am a chronic hand washer anyway. Why? <laughs> because I, I, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of germs around and you want, it's, it's important to keep your hands clean. But I think that this is going to help all the other diseases that are lingering around there. Around yeah, definitely. Us. It's going to help everybody else because the cleaner you are, the more you wash your hands, the more you yeah. take care of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. the safer you are. You yeah, absolutely. Um, it is 812 on the Reese Boyd radio show. I'm here with Glenn Dye and Javier Lopez. You know, there's some other news um, out. And, and I wanted to tell you, Horry County Schools and Georgetown County Schools, right now, they're open. No issues. But I think Horry County Schools canceled uh, some sporting events and some field trips and things like that. And they're saying, hey, we don't have the ability to cancel school. Only the State Department of Education has. So stop yelling at your school board members. <laughs> if you want to keep your kids home from school because you're afraid, maybe your kid has a weak immune system for some reason, um, keep them home. I, I mean, what you know, do the best thing that you feel is best. This is about you and your personal level of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel you need to wash your hands more, then go ahead. If you feel like you need 10,000 rolls of toilet paper, Whatever. Do yeah, it, just do, take do, do. responsibility of your own health and 
family, and you know, do what is best for you. Right. Stay away from those who are elderly or have a weak immune system in your life. If you're go- if you're the one going out and about, you don't want to bring anything home to them. So just be more careful. But these are things we should be doing anyway. Every day. Yeah. This and- the. We always have a flu yeah. situation. And stay close to the coast. I mean, North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina. Hey, no, salt air cle- yeah, clears there's, all. There's no, uh, no infections that we know of. Of course, it goes back to not everybody's been tested. So right. there may be some people that have it. But we don't have anybody in the news in the coastal town. So, you know, enjoy it. It's a great place to live. Yeah, actually, uh, that's really important. It's a great time to buy things <laughs> because the stores are empty. The sales are really rampant 60 70 percent i mean we were walking items. around the mall last night it was dead man i'd like to i'd like to save 60 or 70 percent on a new ford explorer <laughs> I know, well, they I know they're having sales uh for sure but you know uh now's the time to go ahead and make those big purchases because you're gonna get some great deals i mean you're gonna get some great deals so go and uh, find out if these places are open and go make your purchases it's a great day to make a deal on a house and help help the economy help the uh, the locals or or local businesses we all need it yeah Yeah. absolutely the one thing that is concerning though you know the grand strand um service industry really depends on not only in you know tourists Mm -hmm. not only on tips but they depend on those J-1 students. Now, here's the question. With the travel bans in place and a lot of people coming from other countries to work here, like Ireland, a lot of people from Ireland come here or Russia. The question I have is, you know, are they going to be able to travel here and work in all these restaurants and hotels? But then the flip side of that, do we really need them? Are we going to be full, full this summer? Do you think this is going to subside by mid-May? We probably and- won't, won't need them to be here. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, if we don't have the Getting people everybody coming here. scared about this, you know, it's just, like, crazy. Yeah. But when it's over, they're going to come out with those wallets wide open spending money. I mean, mm-hmm. after you've had cabin fever, like, yeah. I, you know, uh, I think. Um, it's very hard to keep Americans down. Mm-hmm. We, our minds are just so, so, we're a very social creature. And I think it's going to really, really show us how much that social interaction, how important that really is. Because yeah. nobody wants to be quarantined. Um, the thought of being quarantined is fun and games for the first couple of days because you get to hang home at, and clean your closets out. But after I'm going that, to the beach. I don't know. You can clean the closet. <laughs> going to be a lot of pregnancy tests sold, that's for sure. That's right. We're going to have a baby a lot, boom. A lot of babies booming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 816 on the Reese Boyd Radio Show. Saturday morning coffee. Liz Calloway here with Javier Lopez and Glenn Dye. When we come back, there is other local news to report. I have some, some good news, and uh, we'll talk about that. We had a major arrest in a murder case here in Georgetown County. When we come back, I'll bring you that. And you look like 1968, but it wasn't 69 when I heard you caught a bullet. Well, I guess you're doing fine. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. 820 on Saturday morning coffee. 
for I'm uh, Liz Calloway standing in for Reese Boyd for the Reese Boyd Radio Show. He is enjoying a weekend with his family camping, and why not? Glenn Dye and Javier Lopez is joining me this morning. Good to be here. They're, they are joining it's me. Good this to morning. have you here. <laughs> I must say. Hola. So, um, coming up in uh, about 15 minutes, we're going to be talking to Dr. Hotzi. Uh, He is going to be calling us all the way from Houston, Texas, and I spoke to him earlier this week, and he has a very interesting uh, take. You know, he is a uh, medical doctor, but uh, really focuses on health and wellness uh, naturally without the use of pharmaceutical drugs, and uh, he has a uh, very important take on the coronavirus and... um, and how uh, maybe the uh, certain people are overreacting in certain ways. Uh, so we'll be talking to Dr. Hotze in just a little bit. But I just wanted to give, give you an update. In South Carolina, there are seven presumptive cases, six confirmed cases, bringing the total number to 13. There is one confirmed case in Charleston County. The other five confirmed cases are in the Camden area of Kershaw County. Speaking of Kershaw County, we had two alleged murderers arrested there yesterday. Georgetown Police uh, Department announced the arrest of the two men that were wanted for the uh, shooting death of Herman McRae back on February 5th in Georgetown on North Merriman Road. Javon Hare and Dyshawn Frazier were both arrested after a one-month-long manhunt. The U.S. Marshals and SLED developed a lead that led them to the home that they were arrested in. They were taken into custody in Kershaw County. And authorities said they found them in possession of drugs and guns. Shocking. (laughs) Shocking. I guess they missed the memo about um, thou shalt not kill. Um, And it's very unfortunate because, I mean, we keep hearing from the 15th Circuit solicitor, which is, by the way, that Georgetown falls into his his district there, his circuit, uh, Jimmy Richardson, that most of the time the people killing people are gang-related, drug-related, and this is what we keep seeing. By the way, the Horry County Police Department is searching for a second suspect wanted in connection to the shooting deaths of the two brothers in Longs. Cortez Ray Quan Livingston is 23 years old. He's wanted for murder and possession of a weapon during a violent crime. Um, he's known to frequent the Poplar and Fremont areas. He goes by the name Ray Ray or Rich. He's 5'10", weighs 165 pounds. And uh, police were called there last Saturday to an area near Highway 90 and Melissa Lane Longs for a shooting that killed Tavon and Shaman Livingston. Um, They were shot and killed. So obviously this 23-year-old seems like he's related to them. A third person was later uh, reported injured as well. Right now, Tyenne Stockdale has also been arrested, uh, has already, I should say, been arrested and charged with murder in that case. So they're looking for another Livingston. I wonder if mm. it's a cousin or what. That's really interesting, huh? Same family, probably. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, this is something that really freaked uh, Javi and I out. Did you hear about the woman putting air in her tires at the Car- Carolina Forest gas station? No. Two men are facing charges for alleged carjackings at businesses in Myrtle Beach and Carolina Forest this past week. On Wednesday, Myrtle Beach police officers went to the Best Buy and Oak Forest Lane right here Mm -hmm. for a robbery. The victim says she was sitting in a parked car when the suspect approached with a knife. The suspect was wearing a hood and robbed her and tried to take her car. So that was one incident. That's why she needed a gun. That's why she needed a gun. Yeah, you don't bring a, you got to take a gun to a knife fight. I guess. 
I guess she missed the memo. Yeah. That guns <laughs> defend people. Yeah. Police quickly found a man later, later identified as Michael Elazareth Cantorius Haygood, who matched the suspect's description. Haygood admitted to robbing the victim and trying to take her car. Officers charged him, he's 18 years old, of Pickens, with armed rob- robbery, carjacking, kidnapping, possession of a weapon during a violent crime. And he's being held on a $400,000 bond. But then on Thursday, on Renee Drive in Carolina Forest, there was a carjacking at like 7.30 in the morning. She was putting air in her tire when a suspect jumped into the car. I guess she left it running. And um, she tried to stop the suspect, ended up hanging out of the car and being dragged. And uh, she ended up getting pushed out and the victim fled. Witnesses helped care for the victim, called police. And uh, luckily, the woman's phone was still in the car, so her husband was able to track it. The uh, police ended up finding that car on the run, but the driver refused to stop. And then he crashed the car and was arrested after that. Mm. 35-year-old Jason Britt Willits of Whiteville. Why do we have all these people coming from out of town and harming us? They think they can just get away with things. I think we should ban criminals from the Grand Strand. There you go. Like, we should we should ban border crossings from North Carolina. <laughs> Keep them in your own state. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Um, so that's what's going on. Here's one more story. Authorities say both suspects had drugs, but they didn't put up a fight. That's what happened in Myrtle Beach. Um, and they're looking for Christian Jarrett Wanamaker. That's an interesting name. Last October, authorities responded to the White Sands Motel in reference to a suspicious call. They found Wanamaker in the parking lot and then noticed a backpack near where he was standing. He admitted the backpack was his and consented to having it searched. They found a clear plastic baggie, crystal-like substance. They discovered more powder, brown powdery substance, a black digital scale. That's your big clue. And uh, unused small plastic baggies were also recovered. Um, and both substances were tested. They were positive for drugs. Wanamaker is charged with possession with intent to distribute. And uh, also, uh, they are Ori County Police now is looking for a woman named Brittany Christine Miranda. She was um, at the intersection of Macklin Road and Sacristy Boulevard. They pulled her car over, um, and she was driving with a suspended license and uh, carrying meth. And uh, she, the, the, the license plate didn't match the car. She's actually still on the run. So, mm-hmm. Ori County, but trouble. Yes. <laughs> Ori County Police are looking for her. Uh, 31 years old. Her name is um, Brittany Christine Miranda. Last known address, 1st Street in Merle's Inlet. And by the way, they're still looking for Wanamaker. 23 years old. He was last seen or known address as 71st Avenue North. In Myrtle Beach. Hmm. So those two are still on the run. An investigation is underway at a fire in an industrial building in Gallivan's Ferry. Ori County Rescue crews responded to a two-alarm fire last night around 9 o'clock, a building along Deer Track Lane and PD South Road. And uh, the fire is not out yet, but it's under control. There are no injuries, and it's under investigation. So that's Hmm. all your news update uh, right now on the Reese Boyd Radio Show. So if you'd like to call in and uh, you or you text in a question regarding the coronavirus, we're going to be having a doctor join us um, in about 10 minutes. Dr. Hotze from the Health and Wellness Center in Houston. Um, do you have any questions for the doctor, Javi? Oh, definitely. I have yeah? a few questions for him, and I just can't wait to hear his answer okay. and his point of view. And, 
And if you have a question, you can text us on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Uh, if you have a coronavirus uh, question, 843-798-TALK, 798-8255. South Carolina policeman has just texted in uh, a little bit ago. Said, uh, First off, he said he feels guilty about buying toilet paper right now, um, <laughs> but he is out. So, I mean, <laughs> I've never had to explain, no, I, I, I really need it. I, I don't. I, anyway, um, <laughs> they cancel all the events that get you to look away. They want your eyes in the media and coronavirus so they can... Capture the fear <gasps> to incite the frenzy and drive the economy down. Yes. The hard reset. That's my tinfoil comment for the day, he you says. You know what? He's got yeah. a point. Because yeah. what happens when we know a hurricane's coming? Yep. Even if it's one or two weeks away, yep. we constantly watch our weather, our weather, local weather people mm-hmm. or the weather channel. Yep. We don't look away. And we buy stuff. And we buy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Try to keep everything uh, and, in the house. You know, here's an interesting thought. And this comes from my cranial cavity, okay? So <laughs> get ready. That's, uh, that's deep. With all the testing, the drive-through testing, yeah, that will bring literally millions of DNA samples into the realm where oh. a lot of cold cases might get closed. You know? I'm just saying. If your DNA is not out there. Now, I wonder if you have to consent to that. Because they are coming there. You know, what What you do in these drive through things, you pull up, and they can take care of 200 cars at a time. You pull up into a designated parking lot. And this is happening in New York right now. Whoa. And they, in like New Rochelle area, and these hazmat suited people come, and they stick a swab down your nasal cavity really deep. And then they stick one down your throat, a different one. Mm-hmm. And then they get all these um, cells and stuff, and they run a test, and you go home, and later on you find out if you have coronavirus or not. And you can go, they can handle 200 cars. Now, it doesn't, you can pack as many people as you want into these cars and get all tested. And so that's a really good point. Is it a way that they can further collect our DNA? You know, they tricked you all into buying those Ancestry.com <laughs> yeah, kits yeah, yeah. and solving the, the cases. But, I mean, think about this for a minute. Mm. They'll be able to solve in many, many cases. I wonder. Just saying, I would take advantage of it if I was. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they can do that. But, you know, they're saying uh, all New Rochelle people are priority and then, you know, elderly next. And uh, we'll see. It may come here to the Grand Strand. You never know. 8.30 on the Reese Boyd Radio Show. Saturday morning coffee. We'll come back talking to Dr. Hotze uh, from the Health and Wellness Center in Houston. We'll get your coronavirus facts that you need when we come back. coffee the reese boyd radio hour is now two full hours more reese coming up next on talk 94.5 that's great it starts with an earthquake birds and snakes and airplane lenny bruce is not afraid 8 34 on the reese boyd radio hour this is liz calloway don't adjust your radios no it's not a weekday morning it is in fact saturday morning coffee I'm filling in for Reese Boyd, who is out enjoying this beautiful weekend with his beautiful family um, camping. And why not? What do you think about that, Javi? I think that's the best thing to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Javier Lopez, my other half, my better half, is joining me this morning. Everything is canceled that we had to do today, Javi. I know. We were supposed to be in the parade for North Myrtle Beach. We were supposed to be at the festival. Canceled. 
We're supposed to go to the Compassion Through Fashion event tonight. Canceled. We had rehearsal last night. We're pretty sure it's canceled. 98%. We're still waiting for the final word. Um, but is it the end of the world? No, it's not. <laughs> Are we all going to die? Definitely not. We'll still what, be here. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? That's what I want to know. I have no idea what's wrong with these people. And uh, we hope to be speaking to Dr. Hotze um, out of the Health and Wellness Center in Houston in just a little bit. Um, we're getting him on the phone in uh, pretty soon. Now, if you have questions about the coronavirus or how I would like to know, how is this coronavirus impacting your life, your business? What the heck is going on out there? I'd like to hear from you. 843-903-2945. That's our phone line. 903-2945. Give us your opinion. Do you think this is a conspiracy to get rid of Trump? I don't know. Could be. Um, maybe. Anything is possible here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I have a new number for uh, Dr. Steve. I have a new number for Dr. Steve. So um, we're trying to get Dr. Steve on the air. And um, I'm going to text it over to you right now, Glenn. Glenn is uh, manning the phones right now. And uh, Thank you. This is um, Clarence, your operator. I'll get it on the phone. <laughs> Thank you. We were one digit off, um, and that's why it was not working. So um, anyway, uh, we're going to be talking to Dr. Hotze in just a moment. If you want to find out more about what he has to say, you can go to Hotze. H-W-C for health and wellness center.com H-O-T-Z-E-H-W-C.com. You can get lots of information about the coronavirus and other things that you can do to help keep yourself healthy. Um, and he'll be joining us on the phone in a moment. So we did hear that the South Carolina governor declared a state of emergency, but he has not banned any large gatherings, gatherings of any groups. Um, so that was good news. But despite that, a lot of people are canceling their events. They just care. They just want to find a way to destroy all the plans that you had for the yeah. week or event. And and like one of our um, <laughs> conspiracy theorist <laughs> listeners out there says, they rather have us home quarantined watching their drivel on TV and further causing us anxiety. Um, but to help us navigate through this all is Dr. Stephen Hotze himself joining us live on the air once again um, on Talk 94.5. Good morning, Dr. Hotze. Good morning, Liz. How is everything in Myrtle Beach? Everybody out on the golf course? I hope so. <laughs> we should be. It's perfect weather. It is absolute perfect weather. And um, I would I would say that probably a lot of golf courses are empty right now. You know, we did have a state of emergency. We don't have any cases along the coast where we are. We have one in Charleston, a few up in Kershaw County. Um, yet our governor just declared a state of emergency and uh, still didn't ban large gatherings of people. Uh, our, our toilet paper shelves are empty. Lysol shelves are empty. All of our events are canceled. I'm supposed to be hosting events and being in a parade today for St. Patrick. Everything is canceled. What are we doing, I, I Dr. Hotze? Uh, well, you think there may be... Has anybody ever felt like somebody may be overreacting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a bell for that, Dr. Hotze. I'm just telling... I, I, I sit and I'm I'm totally stunned. And I'm going like... Am I crazy? Yeah. Am I the one that's really crazy, or is it everybody else is acting crazy? So uh, I just have to go with my experience of 
of 69 years of life and having practiced <laughs> medicine since 76, having been an emergency room doctor where I saw everything from meningitis to mm. pneumonia to flus, never got sick, and I, I'm there all the time. How did that happen? You know, people often in my office will come or I'll see somebody, well, don't, you know, this isn't just now, but don't shake my hand because I think I might have a flu. I said, I don't get anything. I'm healthy. Healthy people stay healthy. Sick people get sick. So the most important thing your listening audience can do is take care of themselves. You cannot trust the government. The government's not going to make you well and can't keep you from getting sick. If the government could stop the coronavirus, why haven't they stopped the flu, annual flu every year that kills about 50,000 people? 350 people have died every day since October 1st of the flu. Nobody said anything about it. We shrug our shoulders about that. You know, we have 41 or 45 people have died of the coronavirus, and it's the end of the world. Something else is going on behind the scenes, and I'm not smart enough to know what it is. So I had a, I had a friend of mine say, well, just follow the money uh, the money trail. Right. Well, there's a money trail. There. Somebody's going to come up with a vaccine and make billions of dollars. They're going to mandate, mandate vaccines. Maybe it's the way the, that big government shows us that we don't rule our lives anymore that they can scare us with a little virus and they can keep us out of church, out of work, out of school, out of meeting with people. They can uh, deny our civil rights. Um, you know, and it's amazing that the people will just roll over and go, yes, sir. You know, we were talking about uh, the fact that the primaries are coming up for the Democrats uh, uh, on Tuesday. That, that's interesting. Too. Yeah, that's interesting. Not, they yeah. wanted to cancel the primaries. This is a great way to do it. Well, you know, I've seen some memes. You've probably seen them, too, where uh, Trump has sent out a letter, you know, <laughs> to Pelosi saying, well, due to the coronavirus, we're going to cancel the 2020 election. And we'll try again in 2024. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do it when the flu subsides. With the, yeah, with the, now, but again, let's go back and just talk about what you can do. Yeah. You and everybody else it can is, take charge. It take could be a, a serious risk for, for certain uh, people in the population, and, yeah, it, and you know it's it's a it's a true threat. But let's keep a, it in you know, perspective. It's a people, it's a people to, to it's a threat to somebody that has a compromised immune system. But who is that going to be? It's going to be people that are infirmed and debilitated elderly people. It doesn't mean if you're look. I'm 69. Do I expect to get this? Absolutely not. I haven't had a flu in 20 years. I haven't <laughs> been sick in 20 years. I'm not going to be sick. I don't plan on it. I don't expect it. I'm not concerned about it. I still shake everybody's hand. Everybody in my office, we all shake hands. We hug. We're not worried about. We're not worried about this because we know we're healthy. But but for the elderly, the infirm, people that are sick, have diabetes, heart disease, congestive heart failure, chronic obstructive lung disease, emphysema, those are people that are prone to get problems. And those are the people that have died of the flu. We have fifty thousand. Upwards, according to the CDC, if you can believe the CDC, and you got to, on their website, they say up to 52,000 people have died since October 1st of the flu. Why hasn't that been headlines? Nobody talks about that. Nor do they talk about what you can do. And let me just give you something. Listeners, listen up. A, B, C, D, Z. Uh, Vitamin A, B complex, high doses of vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. That's a simple way. But, you know, no conventional doctors will ever tell, tell you to mm-hmm. take vitamins. They just wring their hands and say, well, you got to wash your hands a lot and stay six feet away from people. Why don't you do something proactively? And we know that these vitamins will 
benefit and they'll boost your immune system. You ought to be taking them every day, not just when, not in flu season. So that's something you can do proactively and eat healthy. We are talking to Dr. Hotze, a doctor over in Houston, Texas, from the Health Houston, and Wellness. Houston, Texas. I love it. So, um, Dr. Hotze, I wanted to ask you uh, another question because we um, heard about what happened. You know, we all lived through 2009 H1N1 swine flu. That's right. like in most recent memory. And right. we saw the statistics that in that year, for the whole year, um, more than 12,400 people died in the United States alone. And, um, and, Right now, I think we're up to 50 deaths so far from this um, virus, and we don't know how it's going to end up or where the numbers are. But I don't remember any bans or containment areas. There was nothing during the—remember, Obama didn't even declare an emergency for six months. Right. Nobody talked about it. And, and so, the, but what and are the, the differences it, between and the two? the mainstream media praised him for what a great job he did. You got—look, you cannot—okay, there's an old adage. Mm-hmm. Things aren't always as they seem. Mm-hmm. Skim milk is often passed off as cream. Don't believe everything you see, hear, or read. You can go and find these facts out for yourself, and you can use deductive reasoning. If we've had 45 deaths so far of the coronavirus and 52,000 of the flu, and they're talking about the coronavirus and we <laughs> haven't done anything to contain the flu, ask yourself, why not? Mm-hmm. If the government could solve the problem the coronavirus why hasn't it solved the flu problem it can't that is actually a really good question i didn't actually think of that question but but you know what that's that is absolutely true and you can't put your trust in the this is the look the long and the short i'm a christian first trust god i trust god to take care of me and i put my confidence in him and i'm going to eat healthy i'm going to exercise i'm going to take my vitamins and minerals and i expect to do well in life and i have and, and the vast majority of the population has done well. Listen, according to statistics worldwide, there are only 125,000 cases worldwide. In the flu, there are over 750 million cases worldwide. About 750,000 people are going to die. You know, look at that. Or think about other things. Think about this. Yesterday, 110 people died in car wrecks in the United States. Every day, that's how many people die. There are 39,000 people die every year. Do we get off the roads? Why don't we get off the roads? AOC would have us do that, I guess. If we go to, if we go to an all-green economy, we'll be back. I like this guy. We'll be back on horse and carriages. I mean, you just got to – and another thing, too. Here's something else that, that is a, a severe danger to everybody that's listening. Heart disease is the number one killer of everybody in America. 650,000 people die every year of heart disease. That's 1,800 people a day. You ought to be much more concerned about taking care of your cardiovascular status Mm -hmm. by eating correctly, getting down to a proper ideal body weight, by exercising, by taking vitamins. And I'm a big, I'm a Linus Pauling uh, fan, so I've I've taken 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C for 30 years, and my arteries are clean as a whistle, Hmm. and I'm 69. And that's what I recommend to all our patients, 1,000 milligrams per 25 pounds of body weight. In fact, I just did a podcast on vitamin C. You can go to Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution or Dr. Hotze on podcast and listen to my my uh, podcast on vitamin C, which very would be, good. Very, be yeah. good to listen to. But you want to build, you take charge of your health. The government, your insurance company, your boss, your spouse, nobody, not even Bernie Sanders can take care of your health. <laughs> Only you can be in charge of your health and take charge of your health and be healthy. Just decide to be healthy, and that's your choice. You can decide. And all the most diseases are preventable. Heart disease is preventable. 
So, Doctor Hatsi, uh, this is uh, Javier Lopez. Uh, uh, my question then is, as long as you stay with the vitamins, you know, A, B, C, and D, and obviously Z, uh, uh, that, that's going to help you on your immune system. But uh, uh, what about the surroundings? When you come around people, you stay away from them? or? Uh, sure. I, I'm living my life the way I lived it every day. I'm mm -hmm. no more concerned about this than the man in the moon. I looked at a recent poll that said 26% of the people are, are really concerned, 40% of the people moderately concerned, 26% of the people, eh, not too concerned, 7% <laughs> of the people don't think it's anything. I'm probably mm -hmm. in the 7%. I'm just not concerned about it. And you're it. a doctor. And I'm yeah. a doctor. Look, I've got my doctor friends I talk to, and I ask them <laughs> that are in holistic medicine like me, and I've sent them, uh, I'll have to send you all my uh, letter that I've sent out. It's gone out to probably 500,000 people because it's been broadcast on coronavirus, my updates on it. And I've, I've talked to my doctor friends, and they go, like, you're absolutely right. This is the craziest thing in the world. We've never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but who, you know, the people that are promoting this are promoting this with all due respect, and I do have some respect for them, but these are government employee doctors. These are not doctors that are out on the front line. And this is their day to shine in the sunshine, in, in the light. So what's going to happen? We're going to do all this stuff. Nothing's, it's not going to be a big deal a month from now. And everybody's going to say, it's because we kept everybody out of school. Right. And we, did, we didn't go to church. And we saved the whole world. It was our intervention that really saved everybody. Mm -hmm. you, look, how can Tom Hanks have a virus and <laughs> Trudeau have a virus? And, and all these people have the virus and you and I don't have the virus. How did they get it? That's it's out there. Right. You know, the, the virus is out there. Probably, in well, good chance, everybody's been exposed to it, mm -hmm. just like the flu, which is not very contagious. Well, Javier yeah. and I just got back from a cruise a couple of weeks ago. We both were sick. I gave it to him, and uh, the next day, like when we got home, like actually that night, and um, it was like kind of in my chest. It was in my head. I had a fever. I mean, I could have had it. I don't you know. Might, you might have had it. Big deal. You got over it. How many days? Look. It's a, It's just, it, it acts like the flu. It's right. another virus infection that's respiratory. And the coronavirus, friends, you may not know it or not, go look it up. Just look it up online. It is the cause of the common cold. It's a respiratory virus. And this just happens to be one strain of it, COVID-19. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we've, we've had the, the coronavirus was first identified mm -hmm. back in, 19, in the 50s or 60s, I read. So this is nothing new. It just happens to be a strain of it, like... Like the the flu, sometimes the flu is mild. We have a mild mm -hmm. season. Sometimes we have a severe season. The flu has different strains every year. That's why it's hard to get an effective vaccine because the the flu mutates every year, and you're making a vaccine six months in advance with what you have at that time, and it mutates for the next season. It outsmarts the the uh, the uh, health officials and the vaccine makers and has a new virus and everybody gets the flu again. Dr. So, Hotsey, we have a, a text question for you from one of our listeners. Yeah, Dr. Uh, uh, Peggy is asking, have you heard of Dr. Chang from China who has been reporting on social media that they're getting great results with administering high doses of vitamin C intravenously? Yeah. Yeah. Why is nobody I'm, hearing I'm about I'm this big, here? I, look, I've, I think I may have seen that they're doing that. Maybe it was in Korea. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I'm a strong advocate of vitamin C. You're not going to hear this from conventional doctors because they don't know. We're not, they're not taught about vitamins. So they, ha they have right. a disdain for anybody that does vitamins. I trained at the University of Texas Med School in Houston. I learned all the conventional mm -hmm. stuff. I used to give all the drugs and all that. We don't do that anymore. I've got a large health and wellness center practice. 
with 85 on staff. We have a vitamin store and a, and a compounding pharmacy. I decided back in 1989, since people didn't get well on all these drugs, why don't I let the, my dad told me, son, don't poison your patients like all the other mm. doctors do. Mm. Right. So I quit doing that. And and he said, God's given the body amazing restorative power. Let the body heal itself. Give it the right molecules and minerals. My dad wasn't even a doctor. I said, that's exactly what I need to do. You know, Dr. Hotze, um, I, I actually go to a local place here, 360 Healthcare, for my Lyme disease treatment. Um, I'm going through the SOT treatment. You might have heard of it. Tell me about what does the SOT inc- include. I'm not familiar with that term. Um, that- well, they take your blood and they send it to uh, a lab in Greece. And they okay. create a serum that is subleonucleotide therapy, and it goes in. It mimics the virus, the bacteria from the tick, and uh, it it mimics it so the tick doesn't. I mean, the bacteria doesn't run from it, and it goes in and it kills it. Um, so I had four strains of Lyme. I killed all four with this treatment. Um, but you've I, done, I, you've done. You've done. You've done well then. Oh, fabulously. Yes. And Dr. Dong over at 360 Healthcare basically saved my life and my lifestyle. Um, I'm back, you know, active and all that. That is just what, that's wonderful. But, well, frankly, I, but, but I just wanted to say to you, like next to me, there was a, um, a, a colon cancer patient um, getting bagfuls of vitamin C. Vitamin C. Well, vitamin C is in high doses, and we use it at our center, those the health and wellness center. High, somebody has the flu or flu symptoms. Or they feel sick, we'll come in and we'll give them high dose of vitamin C, 50, 100,000 milligrams, wow. IV, wow. and we can knock that out. And, there's, and this has been documented for decades about high doses of vitamin C. Plus, you can take vitamin C yourself, and the best way to take it is in a liposomal form, and L-I-P-O-S-O-M-A-L is better absorbed. But if you just take regular vitamin C, you need to space it out. Because if you take it all at one time, you're going to get a high level, and then it's going to go down, and you're going to urinate out the rest. You want to have a constant level. So I, yeah. I'd recommend to you know for every hundred every twenty five pounds you weigh, mm-hmm. take a thousand milligrams. So if you weigh one hundred fifty pounds, take six thousand milligrams. If you weigh if you weigh two hundred pounds, take eight thousand milligrams. You just figure out the dose and then divide it. I take my I take eighteen thousand milligrams a day and have for years, and I take six thousand three times a day. Doctor Hotze, I'm unfortunately we're totally out of time right now, and I so appreciate you joining us. If people wanted to find out more about that, they can find you online, Doctor Hotze. Yeah. Here's what I'd recommend: get my Doctor Hotze immune pack. You can get it at HotzeVitamins.com. HotzeVitamins.com. It's it's a thirty day pack of A, B, C, hmm. D, and Z. All right, take, I'll share that on our that. Facebook page. For sure. Or, yeah, do that. And also, HOTCHWC.com. If anybody calls 281-698-8698, they can ask for one of my books, Hormones, Health, and Happiness. We'll send it to them free of charge without shipping oh, just to help them. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Dr. Stephen God Hotze. bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Stay thank healthy. You. All right. Bye now. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Well, there you have it. It's the Reese Boy Radio Show. Um, we had fun Saturday morning coffee with Javier Lopez and Glenn Dye. Coming up next, Chad Caton with I'm Fired Up. Have a great weekend, everybody, and stay well. Text us, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.